Every cloud has a silver lining. COVID-19 is no different. The compulsory work from home or remote working has given management the impetus it needs to embrace digital way of working by applying automation to prevent work stoppage. Robotics process automation, or RPA, is a case in point, with lockdowns forcing organizations to mandate work from home and schedule operations becoming a norm, organizations are looking to use technology to augment processes once the domain of humans to that where it's possible parts can be handled by robots. The result is work goes on. There are caveats, however, in many things, including processes and technologies that are still in their early stages of evolution. Having proven its value, what's next for automation or RPA? A global survey by Deloitte revealed interests in using intelligent automation. Automation is proven to support processing unstructured data, predictive analytics, predictive maintenance, radical personalization, trend and anomaly detection, strategic and real-time optimization, and forecasting. So what's next? Welcome to Podchats for Future CFO. This episode is an extract from a recent regional roundtable discussion on the topic of secrets to scaling the automation challenge. In the preceding presentation, Vel Kaniapan, Asia-Pacific finance leader for UiPath, pulls from his experience as a finance executive what CFOs and finance leaders need to understand about RPA and how to address the recurring challenge, how to scale RPA to derive the highest value from the innovation. You can download a copy of Kaniyapan's presentation on the link provided while listening in to his presentation. Uh, as you can just see, uh, the journey of the CFO, right? Uh, pretty much most of you are at the very senior level of the CXOs or the CFOs. Um, as we have as you can just go through the journey, uh, every day we just do a lot of day-to-day activities. I call this uh, managing the birth holes, right? So every day what you look at is like, what is next to you? What is coming probably 100 meters or 10 meters uh, in front of you? And at the same time, we also need to look at what is the medium term, right? I call this intersections in my analogy, right? So probably it's around 200 meters or 300 meters. So you need to apply brakes or accelerate based on whether you have a traffic signal or you have an intersection where there is no signal, right? So that's more of a medium term uh, goal for any CFO. At the same time, you also need to look at the horizon. Uh, You have a destination, you have a goal for the organization, and you need to ensure that you reach uh, there along with your team. And uh, as always, the CFO is a good advisor or a guide to a CEO because CEO doesn't get into all your day-to-day activities. uh, you just need to ensure that you manage the path holes, which is your day-to-day activities of managing your cash flows, you're managing your AR, or whether you need to pay AP on time, whether you need to get some bank loans uh, in the short term, or you're drawing something from your overdrafts, right? That's that's pretty much a look, uh, the low-hanging fruits, the day-to-day activities. Uh, at the same time, you also look at your quarterly goals, uh, whether you're meeting your quarterly profitability, whether you're meeting your investor expectations on a quarterly results. Okay looking at the long-term strategy of building the strategy for the company in terms of whether your company is moving in the right direction. So that's at a high level, uh, the journey of the CFO, uh, as I define in my analogy, right? Coming uh, back to the uh, long-term goal, right? So as you see, you can do uh, day-to-day activities, but if you're not achieving your goal, which is medium term, which is probably your quarterly goals or your uh, strategic goals, you are not helping the CEO in guiding the uh, team as well as the company. Uh, since most of you are probably finance professionals or 
probably somebody who has got uh, some engineering graduation who got into the CFO role or, uh, or the senior level roles, uh, I'm sure uh, you would have studied a lot during your career, right, uh, in your studies period. Uh, if you look back probably 15, 20 or 25 years ago, a lot of time you would have spent time in preparing for your examinations or uh, any courses which you studied. Uh, I would say 90% of the time you spend is preparing for the notes or the look for the right books for you to study, right? And what happens is like you spend only 10% 10, 10 of your time in really reading, right? What if, if you can actually spend 90% of the time in studying and 10% of the time in just preparing your notes, right? Wouldn't that be exciting? You would have probably uh, passed your exams with flying colors without much of an effort, right? I'm sure probably one or two of us would have probably failed and then learned it in the hard way. So just assume that 90% of the time you are just spending in studying, not running around preparing for your notes or taking photocopies those days. Uh, nowadays we have all e-copies, but those days people would have definitely taken photocopies of books or some notes. And, and that's where the ERP comes in, uh, right? Uh, where your uh, ERP system helps you in putting together all the stuff which you need for your organization to be successful. Right. The next one is uh, the recent COVID situation. Pandemic has thrown a lot of challenges for people. As you can see in the uh, second picture, there is a health professional who is actually taking notes and taking a lot of details about the patient. Uh, what if, if this uh, health professional is spending 90% of the time in taking care of the patient rather than just spending time in taking notes or gathering details about the patients, right? Won't that be interesting and then like exciting for the health professionals because a lot of health professionals are actually spending time in gathering data rather than actually taking care of uh, patients. So that's where the RPA comes in. Uh, so RPA would help you to optimize your time in trying to do what you are supposed to do, right? Uh, in terms of your time, you would spend very less time in gathering information you would be able to spend a lot of time in what you're supposed to do. So in the case of a student, you can actually spend more time in your studies rather than just running around for notes. In the case of a health professional, you can definitely spend more time on uh, taking care of the patients. In the case of a finance professional, you can spend more time in thinking about what you need to do, uh, short term, medium term and long term, as to where you want to take your company and then how you want to grow your company in meeting, meeting the goals. Right? Uh, on the next slide, I just have a couple of things as to what would be done. So I would even approach this more on a negative side as to why many companies are not able to scale, right? If you look at it, most of the companies are trying to automate few of the processes which are not optimized. So when you try to build some automation on a process which is broken, it will obviously fail. It won't really help you to get the maximum potential of what you're trying to automate, right? I think that is something most of the companies uh, from my experience, uh, are not doing well. Again, I'm, I'm talking this more from an insider. I'm not a sales guy. I, I've used e uh, ERP and RPA widely and extensively in my previous companies as well as in my current role, where we automated a lot of uh, processes. Uh, from my experience, what doesn't work is like when your process is not optimized, when you try to build some automation on process which is broken, it really doesn't help you. And what en ends up happening is you end up blaming uh, RPA saying, okay, RPA never helped me to scale because it never worked. And the second thing is like you also need to constantly ensure that your uh, RPA is uh, inbuilt into the system. And whenever you change any processes, your RPA also need to be reconfigured or rebuilt. Uh, from my experience, what uh, most of the companies are doing is like they buy a RPA solution, build a solution around what they want to achieve 
and any small change in the process, they really don't invest time and effort in ensuring the RPA tool is reconfigured so that they get the best use of the RPA tool. They just uh, forget to update it and then try to blame uh, RPA that, okay, RPA is not helping me and I have to spend a lot of time in updating this tool whenever I make a small change. So it's very important for you to build scale and you have to ensure that, okay, you update your ERP tools constantly. Second uh, is done. The third one is repository of uh, your ideas. So a lot of companies really don't know what they want to automate. Uh, there is a mandate from the top and then they try to implement RTA. Uh, and they really don't know what benefits they could get. So the best way to do from my experience, what I could share is uh, most of the companies who have scaled uh, big time or got the best benefit out of RPA have built a tool or some mechanism to capture the ideas from the team. See, as, as you know, no idea uh, is, is a useless idea. Uh, any idea which coming in from the lowest level of employee, not necessarily even the CEO or the CFO, is great. So you should build a good mechanism for you to capture all those ideas which your team members would actually be able to uh, help and uh, capture that. So over a period of time, once you automated the high-level processes which you want to automate, you can always drill down and then go to a next level or the second level, third level, and fourth level and try to automate. I think the biggest benefit you would get is when you scale RPA beyond the first level of automation. Because most of the companies actually try to auto, uh, automate the first level of uh, processes which is in front of them and they forget the rest of them. So the most important thing of, out of all this list which I have is try to capture all the ideas from your team. The next one is management buy-in. Uh, if you don't have a buy-in from your management and if it's somebody from the finance team trying to build an automation on an RPA, it really won't help because like somebody is going to go to the top management and complain saying that oh, we are wasting time in building an RPA tool and it's really not helping us and I'm worried about losing my job. So unless you really have a management buy-in and uh, have a team which would actually help you in scaling, it's not going to work, right? Uh, so the next point which I mentioned is the center of excellence. Uh, center of excellence is where you build your internal automation team which would really help uh, rally the team and the company resources in ensuring you build a scalable RPA. Uh, if you have a center of excellence, what they would do is they try to identify the roles uh, which could be automated, the processes which could be automated, and they also would try to be an evangelist within your company in ensuring your processes are running smoothly, and then they are there if at all you make any changes and help you to overcome any barriers. And last but not the least, uh, you need to have your employees engaged. If you're not uh, engaging your employees, it definitely is not going to scale. And it goes with every process, not necessarily RPA. Uh, if, if you don't have your employees uh, buying in your idea of RPA, they're going to be uh, resistance for whatever you do. And it's very important for you to engage your employees, create pride in their team, and ensure that okay, they feel proud that okay, they also build automation and they're building an RPA tool, which will help the company. And this is my last slide. Uh, so how uh, RPA can help? RPA alone will not be able to help you scale your processes. So you need to build in something beyond that. Uh, being from the finance side, uh, you definitely are aware you need to build scale as well as at the same time have security and control. Uh, there are different uh, tools which are available in the market uh, called like task mining or process mining. Uh, task mining generally takes screenshots of all your processes which you could actually use to help your team retain the control of your processes, document the process, and if in case somebody were to leave the team, you can actually use those documents to train uh, your employees, whoever is left over. Um, in addition to that, 
these tools can also help you to mine your processes. It can do a mapping of all your processes. It can tell you 90% of your processes are following a standard process and 10% are, are deviations. And how do you ensure you pick RPA solutions to scale and ensure that everything is running, running smooth, right? The next one is uh, automation hub uh, or aggregators, as I said. These are tools which are available in the market which could help you to uh, gather all the ideas which your team has. So capturing these ideas in an email or through an Excel is no more scalable. You need to build a tool which will actually help capture all your ideas and you can prioritize or you can have your employees vote all these uh, ideas which you gather so that you can prioritize what you want to automate. And last but not the least, uh, again, just RPA will not be enough. You must have heard about uh, uh, companies using AA or ML on top of RPA, which will really help you to identify the processes which you want to automate. Uh, it will be automatically uh, ensuring your processes are optimized for op uh, RPA, and you get the best results out of this. So that's at a very high level I want to cover. And having said that, I would like to invite all of you, and then I welcome all of you for the session. And it's going to be a very interactive session, and we are here to help you answer any questions, and then we would like to share our ideas, and then we would like to listen from you as well. With that, I end my thought, and then thanks, Alan, for uh, having me here, and I welcome all of you. You are most welcome. That was Vel Kanyapan, Asia-Pacific Finance Leader for UiPath. Kanyapan offered some practical suggestions to help you chart your path towards scaling your RPA journey. We hope you learned from his sharing and we look forward to bringing you more insights from other thought leaders in the industry. We hope you will join us on our next episode of Podchats for Future CFO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please email us at editorsatsociety.com. Also, visit and connect with us at futurecfo.net and don't forget to sign up for our newsletters. See you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CFO.